Our gospel lesson for this morning will serve as the basis for our sermon. It comes from John chapter 9. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming, when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means scent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had been blind. Now the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was a Sabbath. Therefore the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, the man replied, and I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, How can a sinner perform such signs? So they were divided. Then they turned again to the blind man. What have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. The man replied, He is a prophet. To this they replied, You were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see, and those who see will become blind. Good morning. How are you guys today? It's good to see you today. I have a question for you that might seem kind of silly, and I guess it's kind of a trick question, but I'm wondering what you think. How is it that you can see? Why do you think that is? Why are you able to see? Okay, that's a good answer. Jesus gave us sight. What are these things in our head? What are these called? Eyes. Do your eyes work? They do, and some people might say, well, the reason I can see is because my eyes work. They do what God designed them to do. But let me ask you something. If your eyes worked and it was totally dark in here, if there was no light at all, would you be able to see? No. What do you need to see? Light. You absolutely need light. I have a a flashlight that one of my brother-in-laws gave me for Christmas a few years ago. It's a really fancy flashlight. It's super duper bright. Every time you turn it off and on, it does something a little different. It's got a really bright light. You could see it on the ceiling even when all the other lights are on in here. I won't shine it in your eyes. It might make you blind. You could turn it off and turn it on again, and it's different brightnesses. It flashes. It even does SOS in Morse code, so you don't have to remember how to do it. In case you're ever in trouble, you could have someone come and and help you. When would this be helpful? What do you think? We don't need this right now, right? 
Why not? Because the lights are on and the sun is out. We don't need a flashlight. When would we need a flashlight? What do you think? If it's totally dark. If you had a flashlight that you could turn on to give you light in the dark, then you would be able to see. Today, we're going to learn that Jesus is light. Jesus is why we can see. I'm the pastor today, buddy. This is my son, Joseph. He wants to be a pastor someday. You could be a pastor when you grow up, but I'll be the pastor today, okay? Jesus is the light, and he's the reason we can see. He's the reason we can see ourselves for what we really are. He's the reason we can see that we sin sometimes. And he's the reason that we could see the whole world for the way it is. He's the reason we can see him as our savior from sin. The one who rose from the dead to defeat death too. Today we're going to talk about the reason we could see is Jesus, the light of the world. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you for being our light. We thank you so much for helping us to see ourselves for the sinners that we are, but for helping us see you for the Savior that you are, the Savior who has come for sinners like us to help us see so that we can see ourselves and see you and see the world around us as it really is. We thank you for being our Savior, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I have a a question for you that is kind of silly, kind of like the question I asked to the children. But I'd like you to chew on it. As people who can see, how do you feel when you meet someone who can't? For whatever reason, whether they were born blind or maybe some accident caused their blindness, their eyes don't send the signal to the brain like yours do, which is interpreted as light. They are truly blind. They, they live in darkness. How do you feel toward that person as someone who can see? Again, this might sound silly, but do you feel contempt for them? Of course not. Do you feel disgust toward them? Absolutely not. It it almost sounds ridiculous to suggest, right? Why would someone who can see show contempt or feel disgust towards someone who can't? That is something that would never happen, right? You would never do that. You would never feel that way towards someone who's unable to see. And if I pushed you and I said, well, why? Why would you never feel that way? I'm going to guess that your answer would probably sound something like this. Well, it's not that person's fault. It's not as though they committed some gross act, some terrible thing which led to their blindness. I mean, they've done nothing that should lead me to have contempt toward them. There's no reason why I should be disgusted by them. That's, that's ridiculous. 
Okay, now set that aside for just a moment. Now I want you to put yourself in the shoes of the man in our text who was born blind and then through the miraculous power of Jesus had his eyes opened and could see. What do you think it's like for him to go from blindness, living in darkness, all he knew was darkness, and then in an instant, washing the mud off his eyes in this pool of Siloam and being able to see? What do you think that felt like? Wow. He had no idea what he was missing, right? You could try to explain it to him, couldn't you? Beforehand, couldn't you try? How would you do that? Um, well, you see, there's this thing called light. And when there's light, you see stuff. How do you explain sight to someone who's never known sight? How do you explain to a blind person the difference between being blind and seeing? I, you can't, right? Their eyes have to be open. They have to actually see with light. And then, whoa, mind blown. Now they get it. Now this blind man who was born blind can see and he sees things for what they really are, but not before Jesus opened his eyes. Now we're going to take those same questions and we're going to replace the concept of physical blindness with spiritual blindness. I'm going to make an assumption. I don't know everyone here today, but I'm going to make an assumption that you're all Christians. I don't know why else you'd be here today. I'm going to assume you all at least consider yourselves to be Christians. And so you can see if you're a Christian, you know who you are, you know your sin, and you know who Jesus is, your Savior, the one who came to take away the sin of the whole world. So the light is on. Jesus is the light. You can see. You can see yourself for who you really are, a sinner who's been saved by Jesus. You can see your God for who he really is, a God who came to save sinners like us. And you see the world for what it really is. So my question to you today then is, why is it that you, as someone who can spiritually see, why is it that you so often look at those who are spiritually blind with contempt in your heart and disgust toward them? Why is that? Why do you look at people who cannot see People who are stumbling around in the dark and find yourself wanting to be nowhere near them, disgusted by their presence. I'll tell you why. Jesus has turned on the light. You can see at baptism there was this resurrection, this new person brought to life who's actually the one who was able to see but inside of you, there's still this sinful self like there is inside of me. And while you're on this earth, that sinful self wants nothing but to be in the dark. That sinful self hates the light. 
That sinful self hates the light because the light exposes it for what it is, for what it's always been. You see, when you were born, you were born blind. You were born spiritually blind, unable to see. The scriptures go even further than that. They say you were born dead. In baptism, or when the word of God was proclaimed to you and you became a Christian, whichever came first, God made you alive in Christ. You were given spiritual sight, able to see. But while we're in this life, there will always be that that old sinful self who wants to run to the dark. And when we look at people who cannot see, we find ourselves disgusted by them or holding contempt in our hearts toward them. That means that sinful self is rising up and taking control. And we're demonstrating spiritual blindness ourselves. We're not seeing that person for what he, for what she really is. It's kind of like when Jesus' disciples came to him and asked him this question about the man who was born blind. Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? When we look at people who are spiritually blind and we think there's something disgusting about them or, or wrong with them, we want nothing to do with them, don't have any compassion toward them, what did this person do to end up in such a terrible state? What did their parents do that, that caused this wretchedness? That's not accurate. That's not a healthy way of looking at reality. That's not true. We need the light. We need Jesus to shine in this world and show us who we really are. Because if we realize how depraved we really are, if we realize how blind we really are, if we realize that the only reason we can now see is because Jesus has opened our eyes then we will realize the same is true about the spiritually blind that we see. We will see them for what they really are, a person who was born blind, like me, like you. A person whose only hope is Jesus who can open the eyes of the blind, both physically and spiritually. That person is a sinner, but they don't, know it. And if they do know it, they don't really understand the depths of it. They don't understand how terrible sin is. They don't understand how sin ought to rightly separate us from a holy God forever. They belittle it. They, they brush it off. They excuse it away. They change the rules of morality so that they could do whatever they want. But it's because they can't see. It's because they don't see the world for what it really is, a temporary place that was created by God but is now marred by sin and death. They don't see themselves for who they really are, sinners who deserve to be separated from God forever, and they certainly don't see God for who he is, the light of the world, the Savior for all sinners, no matter what kind, no matter how gross it seems, no matter how much it might disgust. Jesus came for all sinners He came for those for whom you have shown contempt. He came for those who have disgusted you. He came for all. And the only way, the only way that their eyes can be opened is if Jesus opens them. 
The last question I want you to think about today is what's it like for one who was spiritually blind and can now spiritually see? It's just as amazing as it was for the man who was born physically blind but then could physically see. I want you to listen once again to what Jesus says at the beginning of the text. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him as long as it is day, We must do the works of him who sent me. Who's we? I think a lot of people think Jesus is saying, oh, it's him and his disciples. They got to go share the gospel. No, not here. We is Jesus and the man born blind. They had work to do together. Jesus was going to open the eyes of the man born blind and then the man born blind, whoa, was going to go tell people what Jesus had done for him, that he was blind and now he could see. And they were the ones who showed contempt for him. The Pharisees, the teachers of the law, the people who were blind. What do you mean you can see? We can't see? You can see? Yeah. How? How? Well, he opened my eyes, and now I see. He's the light of the world. He's a prophet from God. Jesus told him, I am the one. Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, you have now seen him with your eyes, the eyes that I opened. In fact, he's the one speaking with you. And the man said, I believe. Jesus opened his eyes and then he went out into the world and told people, I can see. Jesus opened my eyes and he can open your eyes too. Don't be surprised by those who hate you. It seems kind of crazy to try to explain what it's like to see to someone who can't. But you see, your job is not to explain to them what it's like to see. Your job is to just tell them, Jesus is the one who opens eyes. He can open your eyes too. He helped me see myself for who I am. He helped me see him for who he is. He helped me see the world for what it is. And he'll do the same thing for you. Just listen to him. Listen to what he says. Listen to what he says about you. Listen to what he says about himself. Listen to what he says about the world And you'll be able to see too. I'm going to close today by reading you our second lesson once again. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Yes, you and I have displayed our sinfulness throughout our life more times than we'd like to admit, even in how we look at the spiritually blind. But Jesus has forgiven all sin, including these. 
You are forgiven. You are at peace with God. You have been illuminated, and now you are light. Shine in this world full of darkness. Amen.